Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains <laughs> offensive language and opinions. Stop it, you're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent, it's skewed into this tangent, we are friends of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike Yula. With me, as always, is Jeremiah Renfield. And we are honored to introduce our special friend, Professor Tony Van Helsing. Ah! <laughs> I'm not done. You laugh, you fucking peasants. For for those who obviously can't tell what's going on, Mike decided to just shotgun a beer, and he wore it very well. He he stabbed it with a knife. I'm feeling fucking visceral. We're talking vampires. I just basically uh, took the essence out of. I don't know, Anheuser Bush. <laughs> I'm wearing a lot more of that than I actually drank. It looked like it. I mean yeah. that 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 got you pretty good. I'm gonna have to clean my knife. <laughs> <laughs> Check this fucking shit I found it when I was uh, cleaning up my grandparents' house. They got this ill fucking crucifix, right? Yeah. Check this. <laughs> it's got a secret fucking compartment. It's got a starter steak. No, I'm not even kidding you. Fucking holy water. And a candles and a prayer. I gotta be oh. honest. I thought that was a bag of weed at first. <laughs> it's where I used to hide my weed until I uh, had to fight all those damn vampires. Top five. All right. So I'm starting off again? Yes. Okay. Okay. So my number five, Mike talked about earlier, 1985's Fright Night. However, I'm going with Fright Night 2011. We still can drink. 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 Same thing, like the the, the poster of the movies, obviously it's it's not as badass as the original, but still pretty cool. So same thing, you were just talking about uh, Charlie Brewster, played by Anton Yelchin, who lives in the desert suburb outside the outskirts of Las Vegas. Uh, his neighbor, Jerry, played by Colin Farrell, has like all his windows blacked out, which catches the attention of Charlie and friend geek Ed, who's uh, played by McLovin. So who is sure that Jerry's a vampire as time goes by, other friends start to disappear and all that stuff. And when Ed doesn't turn up, Charlie checks it out, breaks into his house and as a result, he sees more than he bargains for and ends up with Jerry on his back. So he ends up Basically, getting his family and friends of all this. Good reason not to break into people's houses. Yeah. Uh, he gets his family, his girlfriend involved, and um, a Las Vegas magician, Doctor Who, 
Yeah, Tatum, he was who he, was he reminded me of like Chris Angel. Yeah, but he was fucking hilarious in this movie. Mind fuck. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so he helps to save him from save him and his friends from eternal damnation from Jerry. Colin Farrell was I'm not a huge, huge Colin Farrell guy, but I thought he was really good in the movie. Like you said, Anton Yelchin, Tony Collette is good in almost everything she does. I mean, I mean the cast, the, the cast was stacked in this one. Uh, the movie I felt like did the original justice. I did like not yes. too many times that that happens, but I, I thought they did a great job. Oh yeah, yeah, little 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 differences in the nuance, and but just to make it updated mm. and just don't oh, get me wrong, textbook. I, 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 I still want to see a fright night where there's a cool guy. He may be a host of a podcast, and a vampire moves in next door to him in Menden. And he's suspicious of that fucking neighbor. And he has to call in Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy to help him. And then they save the world. Check it out. And then they go to the pub. Of course. Once you slay vampires, obviously you go to the pub. All right. Number five. <laughs> oh, yeah. 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I've crossed oceans of time. Oh, every part of that is, this movie is great. Centuries-old vampire Count Dracula comes to England, seduces his barrister, Jonathan Harker's fiance, Mina Murray, and then flicked havoc in the foreign land. So, now you want to talk about a stacked cast, top to bottom. This is awesome. Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Winona Ryder, Gary Elways, Els, I forget how to pronounce his name. Elways. LS. I, I've been told multiple times that it's not Ailes. <laughs> I believe you called them Yules. <laughs> hey, it's got a fucking weird name. What do you want me to do? People it's... call me Petro. I don't give a fuck. You say <laughs> someone's name wrong, it's not a big deal. It's a fucking thing, okay? Yeah, the guy's got four letters in it. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's like it's Irish almost. Like the, uh, I, forget the, I forget how to pronounce the name. It's S-A-O-R-I-S-E. So and this is the a- Francis Ford Coppola movie that I was alluding to earlier in our last episode. So last week, you might not even remember, but uh, Vampire's Kiss, not done by him. The only Coppola in that movie was Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> yeah, just let's see who else is in this movie. Tom Waits, Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's one of Dracula's bride. So basically uh, this movie is Lydia and Ted's Transylvania adventure. <laughs> no, but the music by uh, Wojciech Kilar. Sorry, I like wow. I, I butchered that name. But great music, great score. I think. Yes, I loved it. I love theatrics and everything. It's very theatrical. It's the best Dracula story, I think. The only reason it didn't make my list was it's a little slow and dramatic. I did it because of the transformations on Gary Oldman. Oh, when he changes into a wolf and bangs that bitch, whoa! Oh. You could say, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, just over two hours, so it's not a, a total total brag, but I, I like the movie. It's it's great, but there's also. A lot of great movies out there. Oh, yes. And we're going to touch them all. Number five. We're going back to 1998. John Carpenter's 
movie based on the novel by John Steakley Vampires. Featuring James Woods, Cheryl Lee, and Daniel Baldwin. So we have Jack Crow. He was raised by the Catholic Church to become a vampire slayer after his parents were killed by vampires. In what John Carpenter describes as a Western, we see Jack and his posse okay corralled, then circle the wagons and battle against the forces of evil. Valak is an ancient vampire who seeks a relic that may allow him to daywalk every vampire's dream. So we've good. got John Carpenter, bassy soundtrack. We've got James Woods, who should not be an action hero star, but he is somehow, and he's hilarious. He's kind of what we would hope for Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. I wish James Woods played that character. And not Dennis Miller? Oh, Dennis Miller's okay. I'm sorry. Of the two movies, that was not the better one. Oh, the third movie was even worse. I don't think... Wait, there was a third one? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 it. So basically, we find out in this movie that vampires were created by an exorcism gone wrong. So if you're Catholic, that's like the best medicine against vampires. And I would like to shout out that Tony and I could never be vampires. The only person in this room, and he does look very pale. Wow. Actually, now that I'm looking at you, Jeremy, you could be a fucking vampire. Tony and I can't be vampires because of garlic. Okay. And we're Italian, so... We put garlic in everything. And if we were vampires, we would have exploded by now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I get bacon and garlic pizzas. <laughs> I I have garlic fucking, like, uh, I don't know, eye drops. <laughs> everything. I mix it in my coffee. Go straight with the butter pecan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So my number four, we're going to stay in 1998. And we're going to continue with John Carpenter's Vampires. What? Cheers. I mean, I can't. You literally just, Tony touched on it. You just touched on it. Great opening scene where they they flush out that herd and just like wench them out from, from outside. They just burn up. That was a badass scene. It set the tone for the whole movie. Like you said, James Woods as an action hero. Doesn't seem right, but it kind of did. So fun. Thomas Ian Griffith. Most people now probably know him as Terry Silver on Cobra Kai and Karate Kid 3. Just so fun movie. I love it. Can we, can we talk again about James Woods and those tight pants and that leather jacket? <laughs> I mean, uh, no, uh, I've never seen this side of you, Tony. What, what no, about no, no, the... not, not, not in that way. Not in that way. If you want to go there, <laughs> we'll do that later. But no, it's just, how does he not look like he raided Mick Jagger's closet? <laughs> I mean, seriously oh man i mean that was a hell of a jean jacket for uh, daniel baldwin too denim dan love it <laughs> and, and he's and you know what if you close your eyes he even sounds like alec baldwin all right all right, all right. whose turn <laughs> all right uh let's see what are we doing number four yeah cool. all right i did this crazy movie you guys might have heard of it from dust till dawn that's really? a movie is that a new one Ninety six. Yeah, it's actually not one we've got. We've got Apple Pussy. 
<laughs> Barracuda pussy. I mean, Fucking room bar pussy, baby. So, <laughs> after a bank heist in Abilene with several casualties, the bank robber, Sam, Seth Gecko, and his psychopath rapist brother, Richard Gecko, take a guess which one that is, continue their crime spree in a convenience store in the middle of the desert while heading to Mexico with a hostage. They decide to stop for a while in a low-budget motel. Meanwhile, the former minister, Jacob Fuller, Harvey Keitel, is traveling on vacation with his son, Scott, and his daughter, Kate, in an RV. Jacob has lost his faith after the death of his wife in a car accident and quit his position of pastor of his community and stops for the night in the same motel Seth and Richard are lodged. When Seth sees the recreational vehicle, he abducts Jacob and his family to help him and his brother cross the Mexican border promising to release them the next morning. Uh, they head to the truck driver's and biker's bar, Kitty Twister, which we definitely need one of those up here. Let's see, meeting Carlos in the dawn when they are watching the dancer, Santico Pandemonium. Uh, uh, how I do that? Santanico Pandemonium. Yeah, I can't even pronounce my name. Seth and Richard fight with three bodyguards, but soon they discover that the bar is covered in vampires and they need to fight until dawn to leave the place alive. Holy cow. Salma Hayek. Ah. Fumando marijuana. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, yo, Kiero, this fucking movie. Yes. <laughs> All day. It's just awesome, awesome scenes, awesome fight scenes. You know, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's exactly what you expect out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, you know, I, I believe this is the first uh, collaboration between him and uh rodriguez yeah and oh my god the the balance of their their likes and visions works so well it's great the only thing uh that they toned down they changed the blood from the the vampire's blood to green so that they wouldn't get fucked by the fucking oh the uh mpa or whatever yes the the mothers against good movies whatever it's called yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so you do green blood, it's fine. Exactly. Oh my god, I, I hate to bring this up again. I'm sure I've brought this up before, but I was watching Death Race 2000 on Tubi, and there's a scene where everyone's naked, and they just like blur out a bunch of like butt cracks. <laughs> but then the next scene, there's a guy that gets his face ran over by a car tire. Like his head <laughs> explodes, but we can't see butt crack. Like, what the fuck is that like it doesn't make any sense it's frustrating yeah no no problem with a dude being a tread face but yeah no yeah butt crack too far too far with the butt crack let me run your face over and watch your 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 eyeballs pop out of your head uh so so the guy is head exploding did that make your balls tingle no that's gross that's horrible i wish i never saw that um, but that butt life. crack, did that make your balls single? Well, I mean, yeah, if I'm going to be honest, yeah, so that, that, yeah, I'm, I'm a halfy. I've got a, a little chub going up from that. Well, that's illegal now. <laughs> so, Tom Hayek. That's all I got to say. <laughs> He's just like, uh, wow. Selma Hayek. Oh my God. That was a whole tangent from Selma Hayek. Yep. Oh, <laughs> is it my, is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Oh, shit. This is going to be a long one, folks. Years. 2007, we've got David Slade. This is based on a comic by Stephen Niles. We have Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston, and Ben Foster. 
They're all hanging out in Barrow, Alaska. 30 days of night. So the sun sets and a nomadic group of old school vampires. And when I say old school, I mean like they're not like, hey, I'm going to cuckold you. Uh, They're like here to fucking fuck shit up. They're like crazy animals. So they treat this town like a buffet. These vampires speak an ancient language and they're way more animalistic than most modern vamps, which I said, it's a refreshing, terrifying, almost romantic touch. The two main characters are estranged lovers. Giggity, giggity, goo. So if you're about to get divorced, I suggest putting this movie on and seeing if maybe you're guilted lover will sacrifice their whole life for you and if they don't well you got the lawyer tomorrow i know the divorce <laughs> lawyer just call me <laughs> so my number three perfect segue again this is another one where they did two versions of the movie i'm gonna go with the original version 2008's let the right one in love this movie i saw let me in first the one with chloe moretz which was which was really really good the pool scene bro yeah holy shit yeah so in the suburb of blackburg in stockholm 12 year old oscar is lonely and an outcast boy bullied in school by connie and two other classroom mates at home oscar dreams on revenging the trio of bullies he befriends a 12 year old next door neighbor ellie or eli sorry and um that only appears at night on the playground of their building meanwhile eli's father is a serial killer who drains the blood of his victims to supply eli so she doesn't have to kill eli advises oscar to react to connie fighting back however he soon discovers that she's a vampire and he feels fear and love for the girl and you know she basically she has his back i mean it's i think i put this one in our bullies episode i mean the shit that this kid went through was brutal absolutely Yep. brutal. I believe if you can deal with this, the subtitles, because the movie is in Swedish, it's really, really good. And I, I recommend it for everyone. It is an amazing movie. The, yeah, it's it's high a relationship. Yeah, hell yeah. There's some uncomfortable spots. Like I said, like the, the bullying is fucked up. But that's what makes the movie perfect. Exactly. No, I agree with you. Yeah. It's an excellent friend movie. If you're yeah. into that kind of thing. Hmm. I actually have a question, Jeremy has something to do with Swedish. Yeah. Now, I, I have not seen the movie. It's high on my list to watch. Does everyone have receding hairlines like you? <laughs> no. Jeremy, most I'm of them, most of them have, <laughs> since I wasn't born there, most of them still have long, flowing, blonde fucking hair. Everyone is the bad guy from Die Hard Part 1. <laughs> Everyone's Hans Gruber. And oh. no, my, my, my hairline isn't receding. It's full-blown fucking gone. So eat shit, dickhead. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, I'm worse to my father. Okay, okay. where are we? All right. uh, away from my forehead. Yes. Uh, I believe that would be uh, the jerk with the beard's turn. Number three, right? Yes. Yes. Ah, Dracula, nineteen thirty-one. Oh, that's an Bella oldie. Lugosi. All right. I'm, I'm not even going to go into the plot. The way he plays Dracula is what 
for ever since. When you think of Dracula, you think of Count Chocula, you think of Bela Lugosi. All right, the way he played Dracula, the, the just just actually not even the way he played it, just when he stood there with the whole getup, where you see every Halloween kids dressing up when they dress up like a vampire, based on Bela Lugosi. So so we don't yes, think and of the, Adam and, and, the, and no and the accent. Uh, oh, he started accent, yes, yes. he started the fucking accent. Count Chocula, uh, Count von Count on Sesame Street, Adam Sandler in fucking Transylvania. Every person yep. that fucking does Dracula is doing Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Who, except Christopher um, Lee and you know Gary well, Christopher Oldman. Lee's different. It's it's you know it's one and one one A one B if you will because Christopher Lee he does the part too. It's just the both of them. But uh, it's just different. Bella Lugosi did yeah. it first. Yeah. Let's see. Transylvania vampire count Dracula sends a naive real estate agent to his will, then takes up residence at a London estate where he sleeps in his coffin by day and searches for protect potential victims by night. But does he say blah, blah, blah? I only say blah, blah, blah when I say blah, blah, blah. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. You guys are hilarious. We try. We try. Okay. Yeah. So my number three. Pray for daylight. Adrian Pastar, Jenny Wright. Lance Hendrickson, Bill fucking Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein. So we have a small town cowboy. He falls for an out-of-towner sexy trick, you know, as we all do. Well, now he's turning. She rolls with a group of badass vampires. Grab some extra aluminum foil and check this motherfucker out. Near Dark from 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow. And I have to say, I've been holding this in my back pocket for a long fucking time. There is a review on Shudder about this movie where it's a one skull review. So it's one to five. It's a one skull review. And this person says, this movie is shite. I imagine they mean shit. And they say, this director is so stupid. They need to go to directing school to learn how to direct. Because this movie is not good. It's bad. It's not good. Bad, good, not bad. I don't like it. So that's funny because Catherine Bigelow has an Academy of fucking award for directing, you motherfucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so fucked up. These reviews, sometimes it's like, so you're looking at a shutter review. And it's a movie called, like, I stabbed you in the face with my dick a billion times until you bled to death. And the first review is like, one skull. It was too bloody. Well, duh. <laughs> Mike, tell us how you really feel. Dude, some of, the, some of those reviews are, are pretty hilarious. I honestly scroll until I see the bad ones. And then I'm like, okay. And that's what gets me to watch movies. <laughs> it's like the, that meme. I like it. It's like that meme where they show like the the. I forget if it's like a hipster or something like that. It's like I want to watch like whatever artsy, <laughs> fucking horror movie it is, and then the next picture is Kurt Russell with like a cigar. Like I'm just gonna watch Sleepaway Camp Three. Yeah. <laughs> which right. I've never actually seen. I've seen part two, which is something. Yeah, I, I haven't seen three. Part one. A number one. A number one. What? Oh my god! We need to. We need to like. You need to hang out. We need to do like a 
sleep overnight. We'll get some pigs in a blanket. You know what I mean? And I think you do. <laughs> I like it. Jeremy got the joke. My number two. I'm going to go 1994 from dusk till dawn. 94 or 96. I can't remember. It was 94. 90s? Yeah, I think it was 94. Tony basically went through this already. Richie and Seth Gecko planned to head to Mexico to evade arrest. They meet up with the Fuller family, kind of hijack their RV. Number three. I couldn't tell if you froze ah. or you just stopped moving. He was having a pause. He was like, ah. I went, ah. <laughs> so yeah, great movie. Awesome chemistry between George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. Harvey Keitel. Think of her name. My favorite part is when Juliette Lewis is like, um, excuse me, can you just like eat my pussy? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, Danny Trejo was in it. Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Uh, Sex Machine. Oh my God, the dick gun? The dick, the dick pistol. <laughs> if, you, if you guys have ever seen Desperado, that's in the guitar case. Is it? Yep. Nice. Yeah, and there's, I mean, classic, classic movies that the end vampire battle, phenomenal, great dialogue, just fucking fun. Fun fucking movie. And poor Tom Savini, as we've said before, not Tom Savini, uh, John Saxon, who keeps getting the shitty fucking roles as, you know, law enforcement, you know, the worst, worst cases possible. Not a great case, but at least he didn't die in this one. He just, he just was like, well, there's some fucking shit going on. <laughs> That's true. All right. Number two. We're going back to Santa Clara, guys. Lost Boys. <laughs> I love Santa Clara. But I I'd love Santa Clara if it wasn't for all those damn vampires. Oh, the way that dude died, that geek, the geeky vampire guy. I got to call him geeky, even though he was the head vampire, the master. Those glasses. It was Richie suit. Rich's dad. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, so I, I watched. I was watching the movie the other day, and of course, like Susan, all of a sudden got on this kick where she started watching Gilmore Girls, and then oh yes, yes, he was the grandfather of Gilmore Girls. Apparently, never watched it. That's neat to know. I it. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, you watch it when you're not in the other room. We know. We have just revealed our vagina colors, Jeremy. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Lost Boys. Let's see. What did what did we not go over in Lost Boys? Uh the bathtub. The bathtub with garlic. That's my kind of tub right there. It seems very relaxing, actually. Mm. I know. Just think about that. If you, if you get the water nice and hot, about 110 degrees, just smelling that garlic. I actually smell like that right now. <laughs> Hold on. Is this is this, is this scratch and sniff iPad? <laughs> 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 It's like Roadhouse, but just Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah, Lost Boys. Bill from Bill and Ted. Jason Patrick. The mother from Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> and uh, Parenthood. She oh, that's right. Uh, that was the other movie. I was trying to think of the other. I was trying to think of the other movie she was in. Yep, Parenthood. She was. Uh, I forget the girl's the the girl's name. The girl's also in Goonies. Uh, her yeah. boyfriend was Keanu Reeves. Therefore, she acted both with Bill and Ted. You know, the only thing that I really remember from the movie Parenthood is that stupid song that they sing, like in the car. We diarrhea. First yeah. thing you feel something burst. Diarrhea. Yeah. Diarrhea. diarrhea. Same, bro. 
Oh my god. <laughs> we used to sing that at school. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Fast. Okay, so where are we? Number two. Yeah. Number two. We're going down to Mexico. We're going to El Rey. Robert Rodriguez, 1996, from Dust Till Dawn. I thought it was 1994, we established. Yeah, well, mine says 1996, so that's probably right. Fuck you. See what I'm saying? Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Juliet Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, Selma Hayek. Oh, my God. Cheech, Danny Trejo, Tom Savini, Fred Williamson, Michael Parks, and John fucking Saxon. Also, John Hawks. We have Santanico Pandemonium, which is a uh, throwback to a 1975 non-splotation film. Ill soundtrack. Ill fucking movie. A lot of fun. Love it. Did you mention Kelly Preston also? No. She was in it. Cool. Cool, bro. All right. Number one. One. Ah, ah, ah. 1987. Santa Carla. I knew Jeremy. I knew this whole time that Jeremy was a teenage girl. Cheers. Cheers. Because I put Lost Boys as my number one? Yeah, you're a teenage fucking girl. Good for you. Fluidity. It's important. (laughs) Oh, dickheads. Just say. Tell us why the the fucking teenage rom-com is uh, your number one. It was on both of your lists, so you can all shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> You're all douche canoes. It wasn't our number one, was it? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you both, all right, so you, you've both touched on it. Uh, divorcee uh, brings her teenage mother, uh, brought her teenage mother, um, brought her teenage son's <laughs> Her like, teenage mother. Oh, so her name's actually Benjamin Buttons? People are strange. <laughs> teenage mother. Um, Mike and Sam, Jason Patrick and Corey Haim uh, settled down into Michael. the murder capital of America. Michael. Mike, 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 Michael. Yeah. You, you guys basically went through the whole thing. Mike meets the chick star, befriends the vampire gang, so fun and when you don't think that they have enough they're like here let's put a jack dude on stage and play the saxophone because we need something for everybody more like a sexy like phone the sexy phone fun movie great soundtrack not much else to say only reason the chinese food is tiny tim to play his ukulele and the chinese food is amazing apparently it's just noodles, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Number one. 1994. Two hours, couple minutes, interview with a vampire. Oh, and rice fan over here. Yes, I will. I have read everything but the last three books. So this movie was great. Talks about the vampire Lestat. He comes to New Orleans. He finds Louis who is, shall we say, a little depressed in the movie. It's about his wife and daughter. In the book, it's actually his brother. He's waiting death, if you will. He's, he's just drinking himself to death, trying to. Louis finds out, Louis finds out that he's, uh, he owns his own indigo plantation. 
turns him because he wants the plantation. He wants the riches. Lestat's a vampire from the 1700s. This is the 1800s. And it goes through Louis, basically Louis' life with Lestat and the whole movie, how good and bad the relationship is, you know, how they have to leave New Orleans when they meet Claudia Kirsten Dunst. In the movie, they have her as a, like a preteen, like, like 9 and 12. In the book, she's 5. That's so uh, fucking dire. Yeah. She's dying of the plague. Just Anne Rice is a big fan of the movie. I liked the movie. It was my it was it was not the first vampire movie I ever saw, but it was so cool to see the everything from the 1700s, the 1800s, the early 1900s, and how vampires just moved around. And then once I read the book, you know, obviously there was differences in the movie, but it's just phenomenal movie. Great acting. Anne Rice was a big fan of uh Tom Cruise as Lestat, Brad Pitt as Louie, Antonio Banderas as Armand, who was actually, in the books, Armand is only 17, and he's from Kiev. So to have Antonio Banderas kind of playing a young man with dark, long hair, it's kind of weird. But his acting of, and his just the way he did the, uh, he focused on the character, and Ray said that that was her favorite part. Yeah. So that's really cool. Oh, and uh, AMC has the rights to all of the books. So, oh, nice. How cool is that going to be? But she's done over, she's written over 20 books, interviews first. Nice. I'm really looking forward to Queen of the Damned Part Two. Oh, that movie is horrible. I love the soundtrack, though, honestly. I'm, yep, I'm Jonathan, not a... Jonathan Davis sings it and he wrote, and, all, wrote it all. And Aaliyah, bro. I couldn't get through the movie. Number one. Yes. We're going to 1987. Mr. Alucard, he's interested in purchasing <laughs> Van Helsing's diary, which Sean's mom just picked up from a yard sale. It's in German, so he seeks the local scary German guy to translate. Oh no, limbo is imminent. Our motley crew of misfits must save the world. Monster Squad. Rock until you one. drop, motherfuckers. And guess who he's that that Dracula? Who's he based off of? Bella Lugosi. Well, yeah. So it's funny. So Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. Every vampire you would think would be based off of that. No, no, not really. Bella Lugosi did Dracula, and every Dracula or vampire after him was based on his accent and everything like even count von count from sesame street that's <laughs> fucking bella lugosi <laughs> one sons <laughs> of the <laughs> dead episode this is so good <laughs> no monster squad super fun awesome movie love it love it one of my favorites uh first movie that i was introduced to the universal monsters version of Dracula. So that's why it's my number one. Completely justifiable and understandable, and I agree with you. Should have changed mine to Twilight. I would come and shave the rest of your head and your beard. <laughs> so I, I, I have a cousin that was really into Twilight, and I was talking to her about it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like they can walk in the sun, and all they they just sparkle." <laughs> what? You know what? I read the books. I'm not gonna lie. I watched the movies. The movies are kind of trash. The only good thing in the in that series is literally the ending fight scene which which doesn't even actually take place it's in freaking michael sheen's head yeah susan read the books too she actually really enjoyed the books 
Tony yeah. read the books. Tony read the books. <laughs> Jealous. I actually read uh, way more of the True Blood series than I should have. Some of those are pretty sexy, though. I'm not. I actually are those not worth reading? Yes. Okay. Then I'm that. If you've ever seen the HBO series and thought I have, I need more jerk off material. Yeah, read the books. <laughs> Dude, I, I've never seen a mirror I didn't like. I don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's Those that. Are, that's that. That's all. That's all. Thirty of them. We we got uh, some honorable mentions. Oh, there you go. Oh, you guys got, got any? I've got a lot. Oh, all right. How about uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Which one? Uh, the movie, not the TV show. Oh, all right. Luke, the TV Luke, show's there. good. Angel is good, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Paul Rubin makes that movie a fucking awesome. His literally when he dies at the end and he's just sitting there, and he actually like looks at the camera like, "Is this good enough for you?" Oh, makes the movie per- awesome. I love it. There was quite a few. Salem's Lot was ob- is is pretty good. Excellent. So, uh, or actually, so- ex- excellent miniseries, I should say. Yeah, they've done films a lot twice, but come September there is a full-length movie version of films lot coming out. Yeah, no. So hopefully oh, that one no, will I, be. I, I knew uh, that. <clears throat> uh, are they, Mike? Out of curiosity, have you seen anything about it? Are they going to keep the vampires the same? Um, I imagine they're going to be Nosferatu-ish, but no, I don't know anything besides that it's coming out in September. For the longest time, I thought that that Bonnie woman that was in the Salem's lot. I thought she was Mary Louise Parker for the longest time. <laughs> I, I thought she looked like a young one, a young Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I mean, <clears throat> there's countless fucking Dracula movies out there. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. I mean, you have Sleepwalkers was um, pretty good. I don't know if How about a little, a little off the reservation? Uh, Priest. Yeah, I saw that on a few lists too. I haven't actually seen that. Not bad. Uh, Carl Urban, his his take is good. He's his his he's good in it. Um, he is he is great. He he is a yeah, great actor. He really is. So it's a, it's kind of worth it just to watch just for his part. Mike, uh, who plays Sookie's brother in uh, True Blood in the movie in the uh, TV show? Oh my God, uh, Jason. He's an Australian. I, I I can't think of his name, but I'm pretty sure he's in Priest. As the uh, sheriff or something, he lo- at least it looks like him. It could be so, some country. F- so every woman him. listening should watch that show because, yeah, you just walked. They all, if they haven't seen True Blood yet, they missed out. Yeah, they missed out. But yeah, yeah, like like Blade. I mean, Blade was is obviously an honorable mention. Bram Stoker's Dracula, I didn't I didn't have on my list, but is you know pretty high up there. Yeah, I threw out a couple polls. Uh, which Dracula is best, Bella Lugosi, Christopher Lee, Gary Oldman, or Duncan Rager? Pretty fucking... It's tight. Last time it's I looked. tight. Yeah. It looks like Bella Lugosi won by a hair. And I oh. just mean a fucking tiny fucking hair. Everyone else like had almost the same amount of votes. I was, I was watching that. I looked at that. I was like, wow. I couldn't believe how close it was, to be honest with you. Fan feedback. Yeah, so uh, 
Lauren says definitely let the right one in, but the OG Buffy the Vampire Slayer gets an honorable mention. Good call. I, I would like to mention, remember when you went to the, the fucking book fairs and they had like those like cases that opened? <laughs> yep. Yes. My friend the vampire. Tell me you guys remember this book. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> It's the That's first awesome. thing I fucking thought of when we, we thought about this fucking episode. That's it's awesome. a stupid fucking kid book, but it's, yeah, I, I know, I thought it was cool. Uh, okay. Dan says Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, or Twilight Six. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious. Let the Right One In is my favorite. Let the Right One In is uh, on a lot of people's lives. Yeah, I know. That one and uh, uh, another movie, uh, Thirst. I think that's uh, South Korean. Ooh, yeah, Thirst, that's a good one. Habit, that's Habit. another good one. Yeah, with uh, Larry Fessenden. Okay, so my buddy Jeremy, who you, you idiot? Oh shit! <laughs> he said, "Whereas there's four of us, we should not try to run on too long on each movie." <laughs> and I said, four? Is that Framingham math?" Oh. <laughs> Come on, I'm long-winded enough. How can we not run long? <laughs> okay. Uh, I put out GIF of vampires, and someone said, love that film. That's Simon Bacon. My buddy Jared said, probs 30 days of night just off the top of my head. Michael R., Bram Stoker's Dracula. Randall, interview with the vampire. Uh, this person says Nosferatu, but I accidentally cut off their name in the picture so sorry That's about that. that randall interview with the vampire andrew giglio somewhat shocked by this favorite show of gif of this guy getting disemboweled and kevin watson says it was at this exact moment he moved his bowels for the last time <laughs> that's right okay jimmy Either Near Dark or the original Salem's Lot. Dennis Doms could throw up a few others, but let me do one a bit off the beaten path and check the cast. Sundown, The Vampire in Retreat from 1989. Andrew Lewis says The Fearless Vampire Killers. Jessica Dwyer says This is like picking a fave child, but Fright Night was such a perfect bridge of classic and modern. Also, Jerry. Joel in the nose says John Carpenter's Vampires. And that's what I got. Uh, yeah, so I got a couple on Instagram. Robert Lasky Art said Dracula Prince of Darkness, which is one of Christopher Lee's uh, roles. One of my co-workers, Gretchen, she said <laughs> definitely Lost Boys. So I posted it on my Facebook page just to see if any of my friends had anything to say. Matt Barrett says Vampire Hunter D, which I think is like um, it's it's an anime anime like, anime movie series. Yep, it's really good. And then Ali Barber says, "Is Twilight not the right answer?" It's uh, the only answer. It's uh, the only answer. So, <laughs> Ali, you are correct. Twilight is not the correct answer. So, what what are your thoughts about vampires in sunlight? Um, shouldn't they like burn into flames? And just 
explode or whatever. I mean, depending on what movie we're talking about, depending on the lore, uh, sunlight is a thing or it's not. You know, as far as sunlight goes, you know, it's like everything that you've ever been, you've looked up, it's always, you know, creature of the night, creature of the night, you know, so to have something not be at night, it's almost, it's almost like, oh, wait, no, I can't. It's almost taboo. No, I like that. It's like you're, uh, you're trying to fall asleep in your room when you're a kid. And there's that weird fucking shadow thing in the corner. Like, oh my God. But like sun comes up, there's no shadow thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. What is it? In uh in the Anne Rice novels, the older the vampire is, the stronger the vampire is, you know, they can actually spend a little bit of time in the sun. Yeah. Um, it's like getting see, a tan. Uh, oh, Blade, Stephen Dorff puts on a whole bunch of uh, sunscreen so he can stand outside. I just stayed yeah. indoors. Uh mirrors. Some lore says that they don't cast shadows. Some say that they don't have reflections in mirrors. What's up with that? Is it because of their soul? Or lack of? Ooh. Hey, you know? Let's see. I'm listening to, uh, I'm re-listening to Interview with a Vampire on YouTube right now while I'm at work. Louis uh, talking to Babette, and she calls him of the devil. So they say they're children of the night. They're, they're damned. So... Why can't it be that their soul will suck and taken by the devil? So they don't cast a shadow. They don't cast a reflection. You cast nothing. You're, you're there, but you're not. So uh, Invitations. Why did they have to get invited into a home? Why can't they just roll up on a motherfucker? Completely impolite. They're very mannered. Yes. Manners matter. Right before no. they chomp on someone's jugular. I'd say it's actually more like when you're inviting them into your house, you're inviting them into your space. So you're In saying, your space yes, I want is your fucking jugular, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So have you ever been to an orgy? Come on, Jeremy. The things I, we could I show you. Can, can honestly say <laughs> this that is I a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> I was actually going to go with Pinhead, but all right, we'll go with Dr. Seuss too. <laughs> the places you can go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to look at that book the same now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think that I think that about covers it. I don't have anything else. Except for whatever happened to my Transylvania twist. <laughs> Transylvania 6 5. That was another good movie. I haven't seen that in years. Oh, I watched it. I've watched it within the last year and I just laughed. I, I, I don't even know what happened. I was just laughing. It just, <laughs> it's totally cheese balls. Yeah, the only other things, uh, uh, Scream, Blackula, Scream, Habit, Vampires versus the Bronx, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Night Teeth, True Blood. There's so many good vampire fucking things to watch. There are. Sink your loves- teeth into that shit. Yes. Guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for coming on, dude. You definitely need to be on more often. This was fun as fucking hell. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Next time, let's do something about religion, like uh, prophecy. When uh... no, we're not touching that one. Have fun. <laughs> be safe. <laughs> <laughs>
the PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.